they charge me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren. And I'm Cash. And um, I don't know if you can hear the difference between now and the last time you heard Cash's voice, but we just realized we haven't been recording with her podcast microphone for 12 episodes. We've been recording just on my iMac speaker. And (laughs) this is just me being a total novice when it comes to tech. Because all I thought I had to do was hook up the microphone to my computer, hook in my headset, and we were good to go. I didn't know that I had to change my output and input through Zoom. I mean, it's so on brand. It just is so on brand. So you guys, I'm so I'm so technologically unstable. Just I'm I'm incapable of handling anything technological like Lauren has to edit the podcast like she does everything I edited my first podcast last week and it took me I feel like five and a half hours to do it (laughs) it just doesn't come naturally to me that's it no that's okay but now we know that your microphone is plugged in we know what your actual voice sounds like yeah I don't think we need to put your giant mac (laughs) on your bed anymore I think it can stay put yeah I don't think it was a purposeful no what's that when it echoes off not Um, reverberation yeah whatever whatever acoustic thank you oh my god it's friday you guys it's friday whatever i mean i just can't okay so let's get into why we're here so like why we're here or why i'm here at least and why i hope you're here is we're about to like i want to go through and like i just all i want to do is speculate and opinionate that's all I want. With a dash of allegedly. Oh, everything is alleged. <laughs> all of this is just our little brains going crazy and having spiraling. Fun. Spiraling. We're, yeah, we're like at a, almost a QAnon level of conspiracy oh, within God. this housewife episode. So here's where we're at. I'm studying for the bar. My walls are fully covered, fully covered in rule statements. I'm sleeping in my living room and I haven't been outside in like three weeks. <laughs> Cash is living in a random studio because of her flood for weeks now. So we are fully at a breaking point And all we're going to do this episode is talk shit, have fun and speculate and opinionate do and not take a, and get fucked up a little bit yeah i was gonna say and get a little lit because i did thanks to kelly i mean she always inspires me every friday i go to the store and get seltzers and yeah. i got the bud light seltzers hard iced teas and they're really good we should call it um kelly fridays or something like uh, yeah we need to get like a cute name yeah. like a play on the seltzers yeah yeah I have like a dose Eckies with lime and, uh, but honestly, like I probably won't be drinking it because they just had a double shot of whiskey on ice. So say hey, you're mixing tequila and whiskey. I I miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, buckle up. No beer. Be- I think it's, is there tequila in this? God, now I feel like, now I feel like Kathy where I'm like, this isn't a soda. It's like, there's oh, tequila. wait, did you say dose Eckies? Dose Eckies lime and salt. I'm so sorry. I, for some reason, I thought you. I, I don't oh, know why. said I that guy's name who makes the tequila. 
Yeah. I don't know why I thought that's what you're talking about. You know what? It doesn't matter why. We're just wow, here really, to have fun. You really have a straight white male vibe going. Oh, oh my God. That is so offensive. <laughs> it's super accurate. A I'm double like, shot of whiskey and now you're having a beer in your Yeti. In my Yeti. It's really <laughs> embarrassing. But you know, I did bedazzle my vape pen. So you do know that there is marijuana in here. It's still covered in glitter. I'm still here, you guys. I haven't been sucked into khaki shorts just because I have all the law written all over my walls. Khaki shorts and boat shoes. Khaki shorts and boat shoes. Hell no, brother. I'm wearing a kimono, no bra, and my glasses. You go, girl. So let's tell the listeners why we're here. This is kind of a a unique episode. We're not really going to talk about anything like legal, um, but we are going to break down the last episode of the Beverly Hills uh, fiasco. So yeah, I don't, I'm like kind of lost for words. It's like, just go into this knowing you will learn nothing except for how we feel. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So let's start from the top. Well, if we're going to start from the top, top, can we start from or if we're going to start from the top, can we start from the top, top, meaning the scene with Lisa Renna? The tippity top. What? I love how her, her dog is super cute. We're a huge Rottweiler family, and I love that she has Rottweilers. But I love that we didn't even address why it had both of its paws wrapped and was wearing a comb. <laughs> I know. And then she just goes, stay here as she climbs up the stairs. I'm like, your dog's broken on its feet. I don't think it's going up the stairs, Lisa. <laughs> your dog's wearing mittens. Like, where is Harry while this is happening is what I want to know. That just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. Okay, so let's start with um, Erica letting her little clubhouse go. How did you feel about that? I thought it was a smart move. Well, okay. Yeah, it is a smart move. <laughs> like, good job. It, it made me uncomfortable, though, watching it. My first comment, because we got we were introduced to er- Erica Jane at the clubhouse. What's up with the new voice? Okay, I'm. this is what I'm saying. Like, this is why I personally feel as though... I don't know. Like there's airs about her that are so off. It's a character. It's like, she didn't get to finish playing Roxy Hart on Broadway. So she's going to finish playing it on season 11 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's so strange. And it's, it's exactly that she's acting like somebody that would be going through a hard time. I think she is very sad Uh and I'm sure this is very difficult on her, but the way that she is, exhibiting it and putting it on display is so odd. Okay. So I hope that we can use this space to like really speak freely because I have a lot of very strong opinions about the ways that she's like handling this stuff. And I'm just going to share them. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'll start with just her leaving the clubhouse and, you know, we saw that scene. She's at the clubhouse. She walks in with her assistant who I'm unsure of her name at this moment. Really quickly. Why? Does she still have an assistant? She can't let all that go. How is she paying for that? She, here's the deal. I don't know if she's paying them in money. I think she's paying them in, I can't pay you. You can come be on the Real Housewives and that will pay you more than I ever could. Huh. And okay. I wonder if, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when she walks in and she's like, oh yeah, her and her new divorcee voice, when she's like, we uh, found someone who uh, needed the all the furniture and uh, the blender. 
yeah, I'm all, who fucking needs a blender at work? Like, well, okay, maybe like juice it up. But who wants that pretty mess sign? Who wants that? Okay, who wants, did you see that gigantic sectional couch? Above it on the ceiling are framed photos of Erica, Jane, like, like, no way. Bible, I swear to God. And I was just like, who, who, which, is it a hair salon? Is it a tanning salon? Is it an oxygen bar? Who is moving in there that needs that? I know that was my, that was my thought. I'm like, is it going to be? Because at first I thought that was a a workspace, like one of those lofts that you can rent in downtown LA or any downtown right. area. And I didn't think that people lived in it. I thought it was a working space. Right. But then she goes. But then she said it's now it's back to being an apartment. A bedroom. Yeah. So odd. Yeah. I wrote that down too. Like her saying now it's a bedroom again. I was mm-hmm. just like, mm, so are you like doing all this in a residential area? And like, what are the zoning rules? And maybe that's just like where I'm at, like mentally at this point, but like yeah, you're, in, you're in real property. Yeah. <laughs> but what are the zoning rules, Erica? Why are you working there? What's the HOA? What's the, yeah, oh, Jesus. Defund the HOA. We hate the HOA. Sorry yeah. if you're an HOA. We don't like you. No. Okay, so this is one sentence that I wrote down with quotes because it, to me, was so impactful, okay? Okay, I have one. Go. No, you go. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah. So so I wrote down, I'm going to do it in her voice. Since I've left, I've not received one dime from Tom Girardi, despite what everyone seems to think. Exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly what I wrote down because I my jaw dropped and hit the floor when she said that. I was like, nobody cares about the money he's giving you. No, everyone's worried about the money that he gave you when you guys were married. But that to me is the epitome of her being like, nothing I have received after the date of separation has any community value whatsoever. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. But in my mind, I'm like, people aren't worried about the money you're getting after you left. People are, and because people know, I, I don't doubt that they're not talking. Right. But it's the money that was transferred allegedly before you filed for separation and left. Because in my opinion, all of that stuff was all the, it was all working and they were transferring oh. things. Mm-hmm. What? I smacked. I smacked my khaki pants Yeti on my two front teeth. It really hurt. But I think that all of those, everything, the, the, everything was in motion before she physically left the residence and filed for divorce. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't doubt. doubt, like, I don't doubt that Tom Girardi hasn't given you a dime since you left. He's right. not stupid. Exactly. And neither He's- are you. Yeah. And that made me, that made me laugh. That's hilarious. We both wrote it down. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show you guys like, okay. So we are on the same page here. Okay. So Um, then now we're moving to Palm Springs. Wait, I, before we move to Palm Springs, here's what I want to know, because I want to know when was that confessional filmed? Because I would love to place that moment in history. And I would love to know, like at that point when she looked us dead ass in the eye and was like, since I've left, I've not received one dime from Tom Girardi. Okay. First of all, despite what everyone seems to think it's like, Oh, what is, I'm sorry. Is there a Reddit fan page about all the money you received post separation? Uh, uh-uh. but 
So that's why I want to know, like, what point was this filmed? Like, what do you know? And what do we know? I know. Wow. Okay. So then I wanted to bring up, like, she also said that since I've left, I've not received one dime from Tom Girardi. I kind of believe that. And I don't have so much of a problem with that because here's what Erica has that is also community and that can, I wonder if they can like grab from these items, the, they showed like a screenshot of like all the things that she's accomplished, like as a result Mm -hmm. of, of Erica Jane. And it's like the royalties from her songs, like, the photos that she's taken, like the, um, endorsements that she's done. She wrote that book. She had a Kim Kardashian emoji. I think that, cause that's that community property breakdown and mathematical equation. Those two, what are they called? There's like a community property property algorithm that can be used to decipher whether or not something separate property or breaks down to be community property within a marriage so like somebody starting a separate business how to value that whatever but I think it is community property because this money that Tom was having which was community property was funding her career yeah a thousand and then I would say any profit or revenue that she made off of that would then go back into the community property to reimburse Tom and then anything above that would then potentially could be separate property and that's me speaking with very little to no family law experience. Well, as somebody with family law experience, what I would, and you know what, as someone with an opinion and two shots of whiskey, what I'm going to say is if we're going to hold your estranged husband, which is, that's a word we need to get into after the sentence that I'm about to say, because I have a problem with it. If we're going to hold all of that stuff to be community property, all of his debts, all of the money, all of that stuff by nature, we have to hold all of her assets and stuff to be community property because all that's allegedly stolen money allegedly funded all of these profits. Yeah. So that's why it's like, ugh. like, yeah, you did write the book. You did do the photos. You did make a, you know, and sh- I know shoe I'm- line or whatever. Yeah. With shoe dazzle. I knew I'm jumping to the end, which was the sneak preview for next week. Ooh, yeah. But this quote is chilling and it's really relevant to what we're talking about right now. Mm. When she looks at the girls and the ladies in their eyes and say, if he stole the money, I would like to know where it is. It's like, it's like you're we wearing know it. where it is. Yeah, yeah it's on You're your wearing head. it. You drove Mikey, here in it. Yeah, Mikey's living in it. Right. AKA that, his rented house. Right. That apartment Mike, Mikey rents that has no air conditioner and no garbage disposal and no dishwasher because you don't pay him hardly enough. Well, and I'm it's sorry. like, it's also paying I'm projecting. for, but it's like, it's also paying for the pool that you've heated for 20 years and never swam in. I wrote such a paragraph about that because when okay should we just jump to that or what we can well do you want to talk about anything really before that because well I I have so much before that yeah let's go back then let's go back in time okay let's talk about the fact that I this is unrelated to Erica but Mm -hmm. I need to get it off my chest as a Kyle's house as a Kyle stan okay and I know that that's controversial Kyle's house wow I wrote the sentence Doogie's La Quinta house with the scales of justice and the fake apples concerns me as well as having a dining table in the entryway. What the fuck, Kyle? Okay. 
I wrote down Kyle Richards house looks like the bachelor house from the outside. Mm-hmm. When they're all standing out wow. front waiting for the people to arrive. The limo. Just with that, like over really large bone work. It's so aggressive. Just orange County, uh, you know, it's like that Orange County, Southern California, early 2000s. I'm feeling physically attacked. Yeah, but it yeah. is with like that thick, chunky, speckled granite counter everywhere and like the big oak and wood with it's just, Yeah, it's so Orange County. Trust me, I know it's so it, Orange County. You know what some of her furniture inside her house reminded me of, like in the guest bedrooms? Um, What? Teddy Mallencamp's uh, Malibu beachfront house when they all uh, went and stayed. Wasn't it Laguna, a.k.a. Orange County? Oh, I thought it was in Malibu. No, because remember, that's why they were all like, oh, Dorit was late because she was taking pictures at her house and she couldn't haul ass to Laguna. Oh, well, whatever. Her beachfront. Whatever. That's what, that's whatever. What that, Same vibes. Yeah, that's what her furniture inside reminded me of, like in the bedrooms. Okay, what did you, what was your reaction to hearing that Dorito Chip was the one who actually like broke the news and read the article? Like, did you have any initial reaction to that? Because I did. Yeah. So that was my next note. Dorito Chip talking about Erica's finances was chilling. Oh, I know, right? It was a dark foreshadow, I think, of what is potentially to come. Mm -hmm. And I think Dorit knows that something's coming because she's so open about it now and talks about it. Like, yeah, it was no big deal. My assets were frozen. I was like, that doesn't happen. Oh, like, you can't just like, not, <laughs> it's not normal to have your bank account frozen. And then for the judge to order <laughs> the assets that are frozen to then be transferred to the creditors. Like that mm-hmm. means that PK did something bad. Right. And it means that PK probably is still doing something bad. And Especially now knowing that they've got $1.3 million in liens against their properties. Okay. So both of them, I feel like, okay. Like I'm in a relationship right now where I, I met my boyfriend, George class, like a year ago, you know? So like, I don't know technically what's gone on all before that, but like, if we got married tomorrow, like that is a little scary. Yeah. Like these are the conversations that we need to be having like, Hey, and like, honestly, like, because I am dating like the biggest nerd on the planet, which is the greatest blessing I've ever received as the second greatest nerd on the planet. Like we've already had this discussion and there are spreadsheets being worked on, but like have this discussion and work on spreadsheets because like you need to know what happened before you and what's happening during you because your ass is on the line during you and you need to know what you can trust. I don't know. Is that crazy? No, I agree with you because something that concerned me was when Kathy Hilton was like, well, you know, he just puts the papers in my face and I just sign them. What do you expect me to read them all? It's like, yeah. Well, honestly, like there are questions. So many people like that, like, And I get where she's coming from. Like they call it innocent spouse. It's like a whole thing where if you, if like one spouse is the like primary money manager, like, Mm -hmm. and they file all the taxes and you're the Kathy Hilton that just blindly signs and they're fucking up major. Like you can like 
say, I just signed. Like, why wouldn't I? Because there are people, there are people who just blindly sign. I couldn't. Scary. Scary. Okay. So the government froze his assets because at least $2 million was being used inappropriately, Jackie. At least. At least the fact that Rinna looked us all in the eyes with her matchy matchy outfit and lipstick and said, the most disturbing part of it is the $2 million for the orphans and the widows. It's like, she's basically saying like the most disturbing part is the fact that he fucking did it. Yeah. I mean, God, Lisa Rinna and her pink pot sticker lips, you know, they're just, I love them. These lips were made for talking, baby. And that's just what they'll do. God, it's like she gives me, she sparks joy. Yeah. And you know what? I really fell in love with her. And this is such a random moment. But when she came into the house wearing a jumpsuit and then changed for dinner and put another jumpsuit on. Yep. And then when she was like, not only am I going from a Gucci jumpsuit to a glitter jumpsuit, I'm not putting on underwear or a bra and I'm just going to zip it up. And it's like the chicest thing you could ever do. Yeah. In that moment, I fell back in love with Lisa Rinna. Yeah. I do love her. She gets annoying sometimes, but I do love her. Well, so then the next time we see Erica, her dog is taking the biggest shadoobie-dooby-doo on La Quinta's yard. He's so cute. And she didn't pick it up. Okay. I was going to say, like, she commented about it. She's like, Oh, now I got to clean this shit up too. It's like, first of all, yeah, when people do things and yes, the dog is a person and you're responsible for that person, you have to clean it up. Yeah. Do you think she cleaned up the shit? No. Me neither. Not at all. No. Well, and then she goes in and shows up at Kyle's house Mm. in her sad divorcee voice. And when she comes in, she goes, it's not okay. And it's not going to be okay for a long time. And then she does the weird thing with her finger. Yeah. She's like pre- putting pressure on the bridge of her nose. Yeah. To hurt herself to activate <laughs> tears. Yeah. I don't know. It's so odd. It's like, it's hard for me to feel sympathetic when you're probably wearing a designer jacket designer and you're wearing Christian Louboutin shoes that probably cost two grand. Like it's hard. It is so hard for me to sympathize. And, and this goes like when she made the comment about the pool and heating the jacuzzi, having a pool is a luxury. Having a jacuzzi is a luxury. Being able to heat them is a luxury. And the average person doesn't have access to those things. No. And so you expect me to still feel sympathy for you when you're complaining about that? A thousand percent. You know, and it's like, and then you bending over with your Christian Louboutin sweeping the floor because you're trying to act domesticated and humble. It's like, okay. I, it's I love sweeping the floor. Like, don't her voice, like-, like, I love sleeping. I love sweeping the floor. It's like, okay, you know, you had a maid for 25 years. No, no. Sorry, I just like, I really turned on Erica. I don't think you need to apologize. That's like the whole point of this episode. Yeah. We have to get it off our chest because we can't just go around living with this burden. Yeah. And it's difficult for me to, to feel bad for somebody who has held themselves out to be this ice queen, hard ass, Mm -hmm. smart as a whip, independent female who owns her own career now playing the role of, I had no idea 
what was I supposed to do? Leave? I couldn't leave. Where was I supposed to go? It's like, what? Right. And none of it makes sense. And granted, we don't know what was going on behind closed doors, but it's really difficult for me to wrap my head around and to empathize and sympathize. We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life, it's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. Uh, I agree a thousand percent. I did like though when Crystal was like, two million dollars is not a lot of money. Write a check and the problem goes away. I was like, <gasps> I know. I I really love her. Oh, and just a Crystal really shined for me this episode. Her outfit was spectacular. Mm-hmm. That glittery puff sleeve pink outfit. Obsessed. Matched her skin tone so beautifully. So beautifully. And also like Crystal's kind of the unsung, like the unsung hero when they're at gatherings at people's homes. She's always making cocktails. She's always on host, like always hosting. Did you see? She was like, let me bring the charcuterie board over. Kathy, do you want a cocktail? Okay. But I feel like Crystal brought the charcuterie board over and was hovering in the kitchen because I'll tell you what, if I know anything about Crystal, she would be right there getting the tea, asking the questions, like being a hard ass. I think that bitch was so fucking hungry that she was like, what the fuck do you need? Like (laughs) the amount of time that went into Doogie doing the fucking lasagna. I was like, oh my God, all these people must be starving. Okay. Hosting tip 101. You make the food before people come over and then you pop it in the oven. And that is what I think everyone was thinking. And I think that's why Crystal was like, do you want me to bring this over there? <laughs> Going back to Erica's outfit, the thing that I fucking hated about it is like mm-hmm. how it felt so like the first time we ever met Erica vibes. And I'd like to mean? go, I would like to go back to that first episode where we met Erica and just see what the outfit was that she was wearing. She wears that, she wears that white dress to go meet the ladies. But like, I mean, like season, our first Erica season, that's what that outfit gave to me. Like after that first season is when we started seeing Erica go couture and like outfit and like a look and all that. And like this one, it's like gray on her pale ass skin, wash her right out. She looked like, she looked like bad. Okay. She looked bad. Understandably though understandably though but like I'm not here to empathize with Erica at this moment because it's like you still have all those same clothes and I've seen you rock a sweatshirt that looks better on you than that gray tied up thing that you haven't worn in years but it's all an act it's all an act is what I'm trying to say yeah she like purposefully looked bad when she has sweatsuits that would make her look good you know what I mean 
putting on a show, but also not to be devil's advocate. She also could be extremely depressed and just not have the energy to want to get ready. And, and as a person who has felt that way, I would agree, except for that. I would argue that that outfit that she had on was such a choice deliberately. Okay. Next. Uh (laughs) Let's see. I think really the most interesting part is when they go and they sit down to eat. Okay. I was going to say before they sit down to go eat, like, I'm sorry. No, we're trying to get there. But like Kathy Hilton saying, have you talked to Ben Shapiro? I loved that moment. Yeah. And I've met Ben. uh, Ben. Did I say Ben Shapiro? Yeah, you said Ben. Yeah. Bob Shapiro. Yeah. Bob Shapiro. I've met Bob Shapiro. That's it. Oh, <laughs> well, I loved where she, I loved when Kathy was like, oh, have you talked to Robert? Like, do you know Robert Shapiro? Have you talked mm-hmm. to him? She, and then Eric is like, oh, Bob. Oh, you I know, know. Using it's like, that yeah, made me laugh. we're good friends. It's like, okay, here's the thing. My good friends. And I'm talking to all of you better fucking tell me if my husband has been stealing from orphans and widows. Okay. Yeah, and I would say a lot of those big law attorneys in LA are distancing themselves from him and not getting involved at all. Hell yeah. A thousand, I wouldn't. So scary. So scary. Um, okay, so then okay, okay. So now we're sitting at the table that's made with stale bread and a lemon. Oh. Here's one thing that I picked up from Erica spilling the beans that really put a little prickly burr in my side, you know, Was and that confessional. Oh, we should talk about that first. Cause that happens in the beginning because, because Kathy Hilton saying, talking about the eclipse, like, Oh, blow the candle out for, I don't know what reason for Erica oh. to make a wish. I don't know. <laughs> to manifest. I, I believe manifest. in it. And then Erica goes, give me a candle and her confessional. Give me a candle. Give me a quaalude, which I found to be very odd. I mean, like, I would never go from candle to quaalude. Like why would I would, a, but, but how publicly. would a quaalude help you cope? Um, knock you out, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But then when she said a confessional, no, I would never confess. I know that really did make my blood run cold. And even you saying it now makes my neck shiver like that. The balls to say that when you're involved in a legal dispute, like I can hear the argument, like she didn't mean confess. Like it's not a crime. It's criminal. Okay. Sure. 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 But if you're involved in litigation to this extent, you don't, and you don't actively use the word confess twice. Yeah. It was just a really chilling moment. And that's again, where I lack sympathy for her. And there's this, un, there, there's, there's nothing about her that is like warm and welcoming. Everything is so harsh and cold. Uh-huh. And I don't, I just feel like she's going about this entire thing wrong. So. Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. If I were in that situation and I truly had no idea what my husband was doing, I would stop filming Oh yeah. Give up everything. Be like, take it all. I don't want any of it. It's like blood money. It's, you know, the clothes, whenever I put a piece of my clothing on, it's going to remind me of this, take it, sell it. I'm going to go live with Sutton at her house and rent a room a thousand, you know, percent, and then come back into the season and be like, this is where I'm at. 
And I need you guys to support me. I know it's not glamorous and I know it's embarrassing, but like, I am so shocked and appalled by his behavior. I can't look at anything I own. Cause I don't know if this is a piece of, I like an item that I bought that was money that was supposed to go to somebody else. Right. I, I agree with you. And that I, that's where I have such a, it, it really just riles me up. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Shannon Jimenez-Sassone, a former NYPD misconduct investigator, a podcaster, and a videographer. I'm Nat W. I've been a social worker for a hot minute. Working alongside the police left us with more doubt than encouragement. Uh, We've tried in our career fields to be doers, and it still feels impossible. Is it even possible to work alongside the police and not be part of the police state? Fixing it does start with having the conversations. It's everything that you should know about the police. It's going to be a hard conversation, but it's a hard topic. Not an Arc podcast premieres Tuesday, January 17th on all streaming platforms. Yeah, it, it grinds your gears. Grinds my gears. I think that also it's like the other thing that like really bothers me is like how often Erica has said and like is burned into my head. She goes, I was going to hold that man's hand till the end. And it's like, okay, so taking out what we know at this point in time, (laughs) I just think of Garcelle, like, why didn't you, (laughs) you know, exactly. Like, why didn't you wait wait him out? No, that's exactly what I was going to say, because it's (laughs) like, you said you were going to hold his hand until the end. And I think we all publicly kind of assumed and understood that they had somewhat of an open marriage where Mm -hmm. she was getting it and he was getting it. And it's like, so if you had the open marriage and you really were just like financially married to him, as we've all kind of seen, like, why did you file? Because if we don't know what we know now at just the point of them filming, all we would know as of like December you know, 15th -hmm. is that they filed for divorce and that people are saying that he owes them money. So I have a theory. And of course, this is all, it's a theory. It's alleged. Of course. What I'm wondering, and this is probably something people who aren't involved in the legal career, when it comes to civil lawsuits, there are specific requirements that you have to meet before you file a complaint. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you have to meet and confer. You have to show proof that you've tried to communicate to try to settle this matter outside of court. It's a way to make sure the dockets in the court system aren't clogged. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming Tom Girardi was made aware on multiple occasions that this lawsuit was coming. Oh my God. Especially if you, I'm sorry. I, I literally, my blood is boiling because it's like, Anyone who's worked at a law firm knows that like it is someone's job on Fridays to type in every single case number of any case or any client that you have or have had in the last like year and like make sure that nothing was filed without you being served. Yeah. Like you're on, you're on notice of whatever's going on. So if, if that was what was happening in my firm, then privately at home, you bet your ass. I have, I'm checking for my name. Yeah. And so I, Tom, I'm was well aware of what was going on. And I think that he allegedly informed 
Erica, and they came up with a scheme, obviously, to file for divorce because Mm -hmm. they file for divorce. And then you know how publications will come out, like if they have a juicy topic that and they they'll reach out to the person that it's about to let them know that they're going to break the story. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that happened here, too. I think so, too, because I yeah, I mean, I bet you because it's like we're monitoring the dockets. And if it's just like you and me from like, you know, sleeping in our literal living rooms, like there are people who are actually monitoring the dockets. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's such a big nefarious conduct. So (laughs) and it's it's so large that there's no way that they weren't alerted or made aware on multiple occasions. And I'll leave so, it. So here's the other thing. Erica says, one of the reasons why I filed was just the resistance. And she talks about how she can see him degrading mm-hmm. and that Tom is ignoring his degradingness and that mm-hmm. he can't, you can't hear, you can't see. Well, let me just say, just because you're losing your hearing and you're losing some vision, that doesn't render you incompetent. No. And let me just tell you, in my days of being a prosecutor, I worked constantly with old, 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 crotchety old men that were so sweet <laughs> and so nice, but just <laughs> so old, you guys. Yeah. Like they look like the crypt Keepers <laughs> and they cannot hear. They can't see one time a, a criminal defense attorney was so deaf. The judge was sentencing somebody she would have to speak and then i would have to translate or reiterate what the judge said to him so he could read my lips and try to hear me better and that's how we had to proceed with sentencing wow so i mean he knew what was going on he understood what was going on he just could not hear he I could mean, not hear and see he last hearing aid or something at home. It was like something really silly. And that's but, why it's like, see, and he was still held to all the same standards. So it's like, guess what, Tom? So are you. And then this is the other thing I wanted to say in regards to everybody on Bravo allegedly losing their sight. First Jen Shaw with her itchy ass eyes and now him. This is a giant ass apparent news flash for everybody listening Losing hearing and losing vision does not negate intent or state of mind. So just fucking stop it. Stop trying. It's embarrassing. And now we're making fun of you on a podcast. Okay. But now he is, has been permanently conserved. Okay. But this is the other thing. Erica goes, oh my God, he, he, he needs to get the help that he needs. That was a sentence that she said, quote, mm-hmm. he can get, now get the help that he needs because he's starting to unravel. Unravel how? Because so far up until this point, not knowing what we know in real life, like no, and even knowing what we know in real life, no one has showed me exactly what has gone gone on with Tom to make him not know and understand like the nature of his consequences. Other than he's losing his hearing and he's losing his vision at 80 years old. I agree. It's weird. It's like, tell me what's going on. And then it's like, meanwhile, Sutton is, and God and fucking Crystal, they're both bearing their souls being like, my dad, trigger warning. Oh gosh. Got himself two days before Christmas. And Crystal's like, my dad would smack himself and didn't know who the president was. And Erica's like, Tom fell off a cliff. Did you hear that? 
It's like, you're not convincing me. Sorry. And that was, I really liked um, that story Sutton told was really hard to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, our, myself and a close friend of mine went through something very similar to that. Yeah. And it was very hard to listen to her talk about it. And, and then also listening to Crystal talk about her father and like tearing up and being vulnerable and sharing mm-hmm. what it's like to live somebody who suffers from dementia or Alzheimer. And then it's like, you look at Erica and it's just. You're a fucking liar, Camille. Like, yeah, and there's just no reaction from mm-hmm. her. She says like, oh, thank you. for sh- Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Right. And it's, it's like, like sociopathic. It really is. And that's why it's like, I Allegedly. think this is, I think this is way deeper than, you know, and then the other thing is, okay, this is another thing that um, she goes that she filed for divorce because of like the resistance and all this stuff. And then um, Dorito chip goes, it's normal for a husband and a wife not to know all the business dealings of their spouse. No, it's not normalize knowing the business dealings of your spouse. Yeah. Sorry. Normalize knowing the business dealings of your spouse. Yeah, I agree. And then it's like, Erica goes, Oh, so first I'm a bimbo trophy wife. And now I'm a financial mastermind. Yeah. I, I found that quote to be really interesting. Cause it's like, nobody said that you are a financial mastermind. So like, no. stop flattering yourself. I agree. Nobody thinks that you're super smart just because your husband put a $20 million of someone else's money into your company. And let's not forget, though, that you, Miss Erica Jane has held herself out to be, like we said, this whip smart, super intelligent wife of an attorney could probably be an attorney if she wanted to, you know, is able to argue because she learned from the best. Right. You know, that's the problem I have is like, she's held herself out to be this person for the last five or six seasons. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that that was just a facade. That's and really she's this like sensitive, emotional wife who had nowhere to go. Right. And of course we don't know what went on behind closed doors, but she had, it's like what uh, Kim, Kim, wow. Kyle said, she's like, but why, why didn't you feel like you could leave? Like the world is at your fingertips. Like you're beautiful. Right. And it's like, you had a support, you had a support system around you. I mean, that's, that's the part that I don't understand. She had an entire support system around her, a full cast of people. She lived in a different state and was filming a Broadway series or show. Right. There were so many opportunities to leave that it's that difficult was, for me to believe that now it's just conveniently happening when you're being sued. That being said, like, there are a lot of reasons why people don't leave their abusive relationships. We're speaking only in the terms of legality oh, for these. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Just to be clear. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To be clear. Yeah. I mean, domestic violence is that's. Mm-hmm different and uh, from what we know now erica didn't suffer from suffer that. from that or is not a survivor of domestic violence right i'm just saying for erica specifically and what we know about erica at this time and exactly her public persona exactly yeah. and then clarification yeah and then she goes erica goes uh oh yeah so like they're suing him but they are also suing me because you know they want to fuck with you and it made me think of lisa vanderpump going 
you're not important enough to hate. It's like, you're not important enough to fuck with. Like, sit down. I know. Okay, so let's talk about what do you think? Do you, what do you believe? Do you believe any of it? None of it? What do you think? It's difficult for me to know right now because I don't have enough information in front of me. I would like to see if there's a police report or a fire, the fire department responded or any type of ambulance or paramedic responded to the residents because the way that she described his injuries and the way that she found him, there's no way that she was able to drive him to the hospital. Like she would have had to submit a call for service to the police department to have people come help. Okay. And I so was... I will, I will be putting in a request for those records. Oh, FYI. Fuck. Yeah. Yes. I will be putting in a request for that. I was talking to classic sky tops. Everybody stop what you're doing right now and go follow her on Instagram. We love her. She's a nurse. Okay. And we were discussing Tom's car accident and I go, you know, like I've never really been unconscious. Like, thank God, knock on wood. But like, I would assume if I was doing that for 12 hours, it would not be healthy. And she was like, no, if you literally knock out for 12 hours, suffer an accident like that at that ripe old age of like over 70, I don't remember exactly how old he was. It's like, you're at the hospital. Yeah. That's okay. So let's go through it. So the original story we got three years ago was that Tom was in an accident and broke his ankle. He's okay, but the car's not. Right. That is all we got, you know, and then him kind of being a baby, her having to take care of him. And I think we got some flashbacks to him at the house working from home. Mm. And so now here we are three years later, and it wasn't just a simple car accident. In fact, he was driving up a switchback up to her their property on the back side of their property it sounds like it doesn't sound like it's a main driveway right that's what sh- it sounds like so he drove and was driving a man that's lived there for 20 plus years she says was driving and then crashed his car broke his ankle his shoulder and his clavicle else, his clavicle was at one point it sounds like thrown out of the car because it went down a cliff it from what I understood, he either fell or was thrown from the vehicle. But then at one point in the story, it changes and he stumbled out. Right. She, he, she thought that during this time, because he had been gone for so long that he was out cheating. But right. then he called her and let her know what happened. And then she found him unconscious 12 hours later. So it's like, I'm sorry, but the I mean, again, to play devil's advocate, my only thought is like he gets in this car accident, loses consciousness, doesn't realize how long he's out, comes to and then calls Erica. I mean, that is so romantic if that's his first call, because I'm here to tell you right now, if the man I'm married to crashes his car and is unconscious for 12 hours and calls me before 911, I will be so mad. I'd pick a fight. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's wild. And it's like, I don't know. So I'm like sitting there and I'm going around the table and I go, okay, obviously Kathy believes Erica's a hundred percent story. Yeah. Okay. 
Dorito Chip is just still in shock. Like she hasn't come down from the initial gasp that she let out. Mm-hmm. It shook her to her core. Sutton, it seems to me, is having none of it. Nope. It doesn't seem like Lisa Rinna is having any of it. No. And to me, as Kyle does, Dookie's playing the fence hard. I think she's playing the fence hard, but I think she too is. Because if you watched all of their eyes during that conversation, yeah, their eyes are kind of shifting to one another and people are looking up. Their brows are furrowed. They're like, what? Yeah. yeah. And I felt that coming from Kyle. Especially yeah. just like how the story progressed and then she drops the cheating bomb in there too it's like what like where did that come from that's what i'm and saying yeah it's thinking. a lot of words and no substance yeah and it's like controlling the story and so she maybe she felt like she was losing control of the car accident story so for her to gain control back through that snippet in it was like oh yeah and by the way he's cheating and so then it drew everyone's attention away from the car accident put it on the cheating everyone's like what yeah And she's like, yeah, he's been doing it for years. And then they went back to the car accident story. And then I felt like it changed. But that's just my opinion. I want to know if Mr. Ronald Richards, like, has looked into Trisha A. Bigelow, Mm. that alleged judge. Because it's like, okay, so Erica, like, literally publicly shames this woman who, like, I don't fucking know anything about. But... If Tom is so hide the ball, transfer the money, I would want to know, like, did that lady get any of it? So just a little background of who Trisha Bigelow is. Yeah. She has her bachelor's from Kelsey Fullerton. She has her law degree from Pepperdine University. She has, she is a judge that sits on the second district division of the California Court of Appeals. She assumed office on May 16, 2008. And her current term ends on January 6, 2031. Wow. That's a while. He was appointed by Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. The governor. The governor. You know, I will say that, like, while we do choose some odd choices, like, our governors have some pretty funny nicknames, like Governor and Gavinator. It's, like, kind of funny. Speaking of Gavinator, you know that Erica and Tom both donated to his pack. Oh, yeah. And when Gavin Newsom was on Watch What Happens Live, that was super awkward. Oh, it was so awkward. I'm going to kill this dog. Yeah. So naughty. Okay. So I think that's kind of where it ends. I do too. Oh, Oh. really quickly, when they do that flashback where Lisa Rinna... When they're kind of talking about Tom's mental health deteriorating and Lisa Renner. Oh my God. No, Renner Renner. is so her last name though. Renner. Lisa Renner. Yeah. Lisa Renner. When she's, you know how she does this weird thing with her voice where she's saying her statement sounds like a question. She puts the correct emphasis on the correct syllable for sure. Yeah. And so when she was like, when we were at his house last year, he was really like seemed fine and was really with it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Renner, we saw it. He was telling stories about being back in the day, being on John Wayne's movie set 
falling off. And it's like, that doesn't sound like somebody with Alzheimer's to me. But also it kind of does because it's like, shut up, you old man. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> to me, it sounds like a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And this is just really quickly again about the about the car accident. I thought it was hilarious. Just like her the fact that she told this story three years ago and then the story we're getting now, it's like, wait, so you just omitted the most important parts of the story three years ago? Oh my God. I literally was thinking that too. I was going to say like, how interesting that every single part of Erica's story as to why this man is demented is also caught on film and in your confessionals? Like, And you're just going to look me dead in the eye and expect me to believe that? Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. And she's like, I wanted to protect Tom's privacy. It's like, that's fine. Like, you don't have to come on television and divulge your husband's medical treatment and what's happened to him. But I would have assumed that you would have told the girls behind and off cameras. And said, hey, Kyle, like she doesn't confide in anyone. And that's where I stand firm in that Erica's not a girl that has friends. She's not a girl's girl. She's not a girl's girl. She doesn't have friends. And and I would love to know, like, you're so close with Mikey. I mean, did you tell him that all this happened? Because if something were to happen to my boyfriend, you am I going to go post it on social media? No, but but I I tell you know about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would hope that you would respect our privacy and me telling you that behind closed doors. I will. And the fact that none of those women knew. Yeah. That was a red flag. I mean, I mean, I mean. Love to get his medical records. Me too. Oh my God. I would love to subpoena those. God, that makes me feel like Megan King Edmonds. Like I want to call the hospital and be like, hi, do you treat blah, blah, blah or whatever she did. To so radiology. Um, All right. Well, my final. Oh, oh no! I was saying that's it for me. What's okay, your yeah. any final thought? So my final thought is just like with each of and every single episode, it's like it's almost embarrassing to watch Erica like think that she's building this story that I can see right through. And like, yeah. I, obviously, there are people who disagree. So if you disagree, like literally, DM us or email us at allegedlybravo at gmail.com because. I want to know because I'm curious, like what, why do you believe? Yes. Yes. Let us know. Slide into our DMS, baby. Yeah. Do it, please. We love it. We love it. It gives me something to do. Okay. well, Well, I think that's all she wrote for today's episode. I think so too. I'm like, totally, I'm totally need a break from her. I've watched this episode over three times because I'm just so obsessed with it. Same. And at the end of the day, I love Kathy Hilton. I love the fact that she brought a chipped candle to Kyle's house. And that's that on. No, that. it wasn't chipped. Did you it not? Wasn't. What was I, it? I, yes, because I thought that exact same thing. But if you look at the candle, it's on both sides. So I think it's for one of those candle that you put the candle out. It's on both sides. It's like these perfectly cut out inserts. Okay. Look at it again. Cause I, I thought it was chipped too. I'm going to DM Kathy Hilton and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Ask. Yeah. I'm going to ask that. I'm also going to DM Paris Hilton. So I'll let you guys all know how that goes. Okay. Bye guys. Okay. Bye.